Welcome back to Enlightened Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about how to land the job you love. So this is for the girl who is feeling stuck in her job search. We're going to talk about today how you can get that job you really want um, and some practical tips that you'll be able to walk away with um, to just really face this job search with confidence. Lauren, how's it going? Hey, Becca. It's going good. How about you? Good. Welcome back. I'm so excited about this week. It is going to be just a super great conversation. Um, and I'm excited to hear your wisdom and yeah, just ready to dive in. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to talk about how to land a job that you love because I know a lot of people out there have probably experienced or are currently experiencing just feeling really stuck with the job search and like questioning what the heck am I doing wrong? Like, why am I not getting interviews or why am I not getting job offers? I really want my next job, but it's just not happening. Um, So I'm excited to talk specifically about what are good ways to navigate the job search. Yeah, totally. So good. Okay. Let's dive in with these pain points. So let's talk about some scenarios that we hear about from people who are just really having trouble landing a job? Like what are they doing wrong? Yeah. So I see a lot of common, um, common themes pop up with clients and people I talk to about, you know, why they're stuck in their job search. So here's a few reasons and, um, listeners can probably identify with a few of these, but the first and probably the most popular reason I see people not getting jobs is because they're using the confetti method with their job search. Mm. And I kind of made up this saying the confetti method, but Essentially, it's when people are throwing their resume out like confetti to any job board that they can find jobs on. It's because they are really desperate for a job. They really need one. Mm. And so they're just, you know, tossing their resume out there. And um, so we'll talk a little bit later on why that strategy doesn't work. But that is one of the, the main reasons. The second thing would be someone only relying on your resume to get a job. So Again, just applying online, not really using any other strategies besides the resume. Mm -hmm. The third reason would be our people who they get interviews, but then they don't make it past the first or second round. And that's really because um, this person's probably struggling to communicate their value. The next reason would be someone who is, they're not looking for the right job titles. They Maybe they don't know exactly what they want. So if you don't really know what you want, it's hard to navigate the job search. So I would recommend listening to our previous episode on how to find a job that you actually love. um, And that will inform your job search. But yeah, typing in the wrong job titles or not looking at the right companies. Like you are kind of looking at these sketchy companies online or they're just a company might not be the right fit for you. And so that's why you're not getting interviews. Um, and then the last two would be a lack of confidence in the job search. And so just kind of feeling defeated over time. That's a really common thing to happen is just feeling defeated by the job search. And then, you know, the recruiter can read that right away when you don't have any confidence in yourself. And then last but not least would be just lack of consistency. You know, some people are going to spend 40 hours a week on their job search. And then for the next three weeks, they don't look at it at all. And I think, consistency is key. Um, being consistent to apply to jobs, you know, a few times every week, um, and, and really creating a schedule for yourself so you don't get totally burned out with your job search. So those are a few reasons. Um, I'm sure there are more out there, but those are some of the most common 
scenarios that I see really keeping people from getting a job. Yeah. Oh, woof. okay. When I look back at those there, I have definitely been in every one of those situations mm-hmm. looking for a job, especially fresh out of college. Oh because- yeah. Like no one really tells you how to find a job, right? Right. And it's, I really, especially with that confetti method, I wanted to dive into some of these and really talk more about how you can do these the right way rather than, mm-hmm. you know, throwing out. So with the confetti method, like, what would you say to the girl who is doing that? Yes. I would say you are spending so much time in your job search, but not in the right places. It takes a lot of time to sit down and apply for jobs and uh, to not see any fruit of your work that can be really frustrating. So I would say shift, you know, shift your time elsewhere. Um, First, I would say get really clear on what you want in a company. And like I said, maybe listen to our previous episode, but figure out what you want. That's really going to eliminate so many companies that you're applying for is because, you know, you're, you actually know what you want. So um, I would say, also, you should be crafting your resume and your cover letter for majority of applications that you submit. It doesn't mean you need to be, you know, making an entirely different resume or cover letter, but they should not all look the same, especially when you're applying for different job titles. You know, if you're applying for a marketing role and then you apply for a customer service role, those are totally different uh, job requirements. And so your resume and your cover letter should look pretty different. So just make sure you put effort into your application. I know it can feel like it's taking a lot of time, but trust me that recruiters can tell when you are using the confetti method and you're applying everywhere possible. And Mm -hmm. like, that's not very attractive to a recruiter, right? Like when you apply for a job, you really want to make the recruiter think that like you are all in. You are very invested in this interview process. You're very interested in the company and the role. And so if you're not really putting any work in your application, then the recruiter is probably just going to assume that you are either a bot or you're just not really interested. So they don't want to waste their time interviewing. Um, So that's what I would say. And then last one, at least I would say ditch applying online and focus on networking for two weeks. Like take a break from applying online and focus on reaching out to people on LinkedIn or reconnecting with old colleagues, reconnecting with old bosses or mentors, and really focus on networking and passing your resume around that way versus just applying online. Yeah. And I want to just add this. I know we kind of dove right into the nitty gritty of this, but I want to say I have so much empathy for the girl who's throwing her resume out like that because it feels like when you're spending three or four hours a day looking for jobs, you know, okay, you kind of approach it in this way of, okay, if I can apply for 15 jobs today, that will feel like a win to me. Mm-hmm. And if that could take you, you know, three or four hours, but it really might not be getting you anywhere when really what we're trying to say is, we want to equip you to be able to spend those two to three hours with a strategy that is really going to work. And you're going to be able to see the fruit of what you put into this. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, kind of to push back on this confetti method thing, you are going to have with your results. If you spend more time crafting a specific resume, a specific cover letter, you know, um, researching a specific company, 
you know, for a job that you know that you would really love Mm -hmm. and that you would really be good at rather than applying for 20 different jobs in a day that you really aren't sure about, but you're just kind of tossing a line out there to see if something bites. I don't Mm -hmm. see that, you know, working in your favor necessarily. So what we're trying to do is just give you a new strategy to be able to take it and, you know, hone in on these specific things, maybe apply for less, but put in more effort. And also I love what you said about, you know, taking a couple weeks and just networking, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's what you do first before you start throwing your resume out. You know, you go, mm-hmm. you start meeting with people and you hear about these specific positions and you hone in on those, um, that you know, for sure that you would really love and it would be a life-giving job for you. Yeah. I think, that everything you just said, I, I would definitely, um, reiterate. And I also think like a lot of times when you're unhappy at work, or let's say, for example, you just really need a job quickly. So you take whatever comes your way. I did that my first job out of college. I just took whatever I could get right away because I was like really desperate, which there's a time and place for that. I was newly graduated. I need, I needed a paycheck. Um, but you know, once you're more established in your career and you have, the time to make sure you're making the right career move. Um, that is going to save you so much pain in the long run when you are intentional about, okay, I know that this job I'm applying for, I'm really interested in. Here's why, here's how I know the company would be a great fit for me. Um, so really taking your time and, and making good career pivots versus just jumping onto the next thing, because, you're so eager for it. So I know there's a time and a place for that, but um, I think when you put more work into your job search, it's going to save you time in the long run because you're going to be happier in your job, most likely. Totally. It's all about being intentional mm-hmm. with what you're doing. Okay. So this next part, I think will be super, super helpful. So what, you know, we go through this process and we land a first interview, but we want to be sure that we get that second one. So what would you mm-hmm. say to the girl who gets interviews, but doesn't make it past the first round. Yeah. So I see this quite a bit when I start working with clients, they will reach out to me and they'll say, Hey Lauren, you know, I've been, I've been applying for jobs for the past six months and it's just not going anywhere. And I'll say, okay, you know, are you, are you getting interviews? Um, Where are you at with the job search? And they'll say, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm getting interviews. I'll, I'll get a first round interview, but then typically they move on with other, um, candidates at that time. And so typically what I see happening at this process, and it's a really common thing is your resume looks spot on your cover letters. Good. Um, your LinkedIn profiles up to date, you fit all of the criteria for the job. But when you have that interview, um, I think there's just a lack of preparation for the first round interview. It really is, um, an important interview to nail. And, this interview is a little bit more big picture. Typically a first round interview will be with a recruiter and the recruiter really just wants to know, can you do the job and are you a good fit for our company? And so I would say to the girl who, you know, before you go into an interview, uh, first round interview, make sure that you really know the job description and you have ideas in your head of, you know, previous work experiences that really do match the qualifications for this role. Um, if you're making an industry change from, you know, marketing to being a teacher, for example, ask yourself, okay, like what, what job requirements um, do I have transferable skills that I can talk mm-hmm. about during the interview? Because really the recruiter just wants to know, like, how can you solve the problem that we have? 
ask yourself that, like, how can I solve their problem? Have some solid examples, um, ready to go. And then also be excited during this interview. I think, um, excitement and enthusiasm speaks volume. So letting the recruiter know, Hey, I've, I've researched your company. I'm so excited to, you know, potentially work here. Um, and also just really like knowing yourself well. So I would highly recommend practicing your elevator pitch for the first round interview. Um, this is typically, you know, an answer to the question, tell me about yourself. That's usually Mm -hmm. always the first question that a recruiter will ask you and it throws people off so bad. And that first question can either tank an interview or it can like set it off on a really good tone. I know I have totally tanked the tell me about yourself question before, or I've talked for five minutes and they know about my, you know, our first, my first dog that I ever had, (laughs) all the little things that they don't need to know about. Um, and they don't hear what they need to know. So anyways, I would say really practice that question. Tell me about yourself. Mm, That's so, so good. Yeah. So let's talk about what is an elevator pitch for people Mm -hmm. who are sitting here wondering what, tell us what an elevator pitch is. Yeah. So I think the phrase came from like, imagine you were in an elevator with, you know, your dream boss. What would you say in the matter of seconds that you're in an elevator with your dream boss? Um, And so technically it's like 60 seconds of explaining who you are. Um, And like I said, this can either be, if you haven't practiced, this can go like really personal or it could go really irrelevant to the job. So it's important that you craft a response to this question for each interview that you have. So I would recommend like sharing a high level overview of your career path. So, you know, my name's Lauren. I was a marketing major at uh, a school in Michigan, and then I got my master's in counseling. So high level overview of your career path. And then I would share a key, a few key accomplishments that are relevant to the job that you're interviewing for. Okay. So like what would impress the recruiter? Um, Like what experiences do you have that would impress the recruiter? So a few key accomplishments and then close it by saying what you want to do next. So in the case of an interview, I would close it by saying, here's why I'm interested in this job. Here's why I'm interested in working for your company. So very short, brief, high level overview of who you are a few key accomplishments, and then go into what do you want to do next? I love that. It kind of reminds me of, you know who Donald Miller is, right? And he wrote yeah. Story mm-hmm. Brand, Building a Story Brand. Yes. Yep. So it's kind of like you're telling your brand to someone else. I have thought about that so much. I actually just read that book. And I think it would be a really good book even for job seekers to read because it makes you think about what your brand is, what problems do you solve as a professional? How do you kind of communicate that to a future employer? I've thought about that a lot. So that's a good point. Yeah, that would be so good. Like I'm trying to think what mine would be as an executive assistant. Like I help executives when at work or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, that's yeah. really fascinating. That makes me want to ask myself, you know, what is my what is my elevator pitch? What is my brand? What would I, I would really, I would really think about like what experiences, like when you go to work as an executive assistant, what do you love to do? Like, what are some of your favorite tasks to do at work? Yeah, that's so, that's so true. I love scheduling things. I like keeping the calendar in one piece, you know, stuff like that. I wonder, Mm -hmm. yeah, 
So you could kind of talk about how you're really detail oriented, very um, like responsible and enjoy planning. So I would say those are maybe like the key few, a few key accomplishments that you could include. Um, But yeah, for listeners, I would definitely just like think back to yourself. Okay. What are some of my favorite experiences that I have? And are there any like impressive events that you've put on or impressive projects that you've worked on that you could also tie into your elevator pitch to show people like something you've accomplished? So good. I love that. Okay. So this next part. Oh, so we've all been here. We've all faced some sort of rejection in the job search, whether that's you get all the way up to the end and they've offered you the job or, or not, they've offered you the job. It comes down to two people and they offer the other person the job and not you, or, you know, you don't get to that second round interview mm-hmm. or you don't even get an interview at all. Or yes. it's just a, you know, door slammed in your face. So what, what do you say for the girl who lacks confidence after getting rejected over and over and over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a very um, hard place to be. And I would say everyone goes through it. So I would say to the girl who is just struggling with confidence right now, getting a lot of job rejections, um, you're not alone. We have definitely all gotten those. I know I have where, you know, I've submitted an application online and I've gotten the automated response, you know, thank Mm. you for your application. We're we're moving forward with someone else, or I've gotten it to where it really personal job situations where I have thought I was going to get the job. I knew the team really well. And then they chose to move forward with someone else. So I just want to say that those rejections do not define your worth at all. Mm. Um, we also, we do not know what's going on in the hiring process. You know, as a candidate, you only know so much and, you know, they could have had an internal hire that they were hiring from within the company. They could have already known exactly who they were hiring, but legally they have to post the job on the job board. Um, there's just so many situations and, and, um, there's so many things that we don't know that go into that decision. So, don't take it so personal and assume that you are not worthy of a really good job because that is so far from the truth. So um, I just want to encourage you that the right job is out there and that door is going to open up at the right time. Becca and I, um, before we started recording today, we were kind of talking about times we've been rejected from jobs and hindsight 2020 hindsight. So totally. clear. we were saying, we're so glad we did not get that job. Like God oh. protected else for us. So I just want to encourage listeners that, you know, just like dating, you have to go through some bad dates, you have to get rejected. Um, It's just kind of the process until you find the right one. And then it's so worth the wait when you look back on it. Yeah. One day I'll have to go back and tell this story about when I first moved to Nashville and I had just come out of working in women's ministry and Austin. I loved it, but it was an internship. Um, but I moved to Nashville and I ended up this, I ended up getting offered a job in ministry and it was this super intense interview process. I got pushed all the way to the front because of my experience and it was great. And I thought this is exactly what God had for me. And I got, the job was offered to me and I accepted it. And the next day, actually, I don't know if I had accepted it. I was planning to tell her the next morning whether or not I was accepting it. But 
was basically to run her ministry and like be her assistant and kind of like do all the things. But she took it back. She rescinded her offer. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember thinking, okay, first of all, I did not even know that you could do that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know about that either. I know it's, it's also really bad if it, if a candidate accepts an offer and then takes that back, but for the, the, uh, employer, that's very interesting. Yes. But you know, this kind of, I want to circle back up or bring it back around to just kind of reiterate what we were talking about earlier before we started recording is that you have no idea about, you know, what the Lord is doing in this and he could be protecting you from something. Mm -hmm. Every rejection could be protecting you and just holding out for his absolute best for you. Like I think about that verse, you know, immeasurably more than anything you could ask for or imagine. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Lord wants to give you his best. Mm -hmm. And if you can switch your perspective to look at these rejections from these job offers and say, okay, this wasn't meant to be. And this wasn't what God has for me. And this is not what my story is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to trust and I'm going to keep going on to the next thing. You know, we've talked about this. We laugh about this, but it's like dating. It truly is. Yeah. I remember when I was single and dating, I heard this saying, rejection is protection. Have you ever heard that saying? Yeah. And it was so comforting to me, like, because I think I was, you know, with my relationship with God, I was like, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you blessing me with a husband? I've been praying for this for a long time. And so anytime I would either experience rejection or just go on bad dates or whatever, I would remember like God is protecting me. I need to trust in his plan. And same thing with jobs. I think when it's, when something's not going exactly how you wanted it, just keep trusting in the Lord's plan and that he has something absolutely incredible for you. If you just hold on to hoping in him. Yes, that's so good. And sometimes we also get to see the why, you know, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to be, I, God was kind of gave me nudges to show me like, Hey, remember that job you applied for? If you'd have gotten it, you really wouldn't have liked it. Or this scenario would have played out. And I can really look back and see that the Lord did protect me all along. Oh, Even yeah. Now that I love and I get to use my gifts and mm-hmm. kind of like, live into who God made me to be in the season. And I'm super grateful, but at the time in the middle of it, it just feels like a slap in the face and it feels yep. like I'm not good enough. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't see me for who I am, you know, all of these lies that we believe, but if you can really just stop and shift your perspective of like the Lord has the best for me and I can trust him and He is making mm-hmm. a way and his timing is perfect and all of these things. So yeah. Totally um, agree. So Warren, for the girl who's listening to all of this and wants Mm -hmm. to dive more into maybe some different pieces Mm -hmm. of this with you, potentially, can you talk about, you know, maybe some free resources you have or how they could get in touch with you? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a job search program. So this is definitely a program catered to help helping a girl who 
has been looking for jobs for a few months and is just really not having much traction with her job search. And so if you want some one-on-one coaching with your job search and want to expedite that process um, and and get to your next destination faster, definitely reach out to me at um, laurencartermiller.com. If you just complete an application, then I'll reach out and we can chat on the phone a little bit about what job search coaching looks like. Um, I do have a few resources though that I want to let you all know about. If you go over to my, either my Instagram account or my LinkedIn page and message me on there, um, I will send you a free elevator pitch guide. So this is something that I offer to my clients and it really walks you through what to say for your elevator pitch. How do you, how do you, how do you say your elevator pitch essentially and, and make it unique and really good? So I have a guide for that. If you just go over and um, follow me on Instagram at career coach Lauren or follow me on LinkedIn, I'm Lauren Miller on LinkedIn. So I would be happy to send that to you. And then if you also go to my website, I have an entire page of free resources for the job search. So um, I link a, f- a couple external platforms, like there's this mock interview platform that I have on there. I have a resume scanner company that helps um, companies that use ATS, ATS platforms for their job application system. So um, your resume needs to match a lot of keywords that the ATS system uses. Um, so anyways, I have a free resource on my website that you can upload your resume into for that. Um, and then I just have a few other fun job search uh, resources for you on there too. So check it out at laurencartermiller.com backslash resources. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to continue this series and talking about how to get unstuck in your career. Lauren, thanks so much for jumping on with us today. Thanks, Becca.